Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Monday after the Super Bowl, February 13th, 2023, we're Grant and Danny. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the fan. We got a lot of non-Super Bowl things we will get to today, including the commanders making headlines on their offensive coordinating search eric bienemy greg roman possibly going to be meeting with ron rivera early this week so we will discuss that also i just saw this story from the new york post that came out right before we went on the air the headline on the money eric schmidt interviews bezos plays ball but in this story uh there is apparently an item that suggests efforts to sell the Washington Commanders are not going well. Saw that over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, it is uh This is from today. This is from New York Post. I oh, guess. this is an update from the weekend cuz I saw the post had a story over the weekend um that was similar where it's like hey, it's not it's only down to a couple bidders. The money isn't close to 7 billion. Bezos has yet to express any real interest other than sort of tangentially in an interview. It's not proceeding as maybe some folks would have you believe. So, we'll have to get into that at some point today as well. And then on an ownership a standpoint, and this is very, very sad, so no good transition here. But Ted Lerner passed away yeah. at 97 years old. He, of course, was the lead owner of the Nationals until, uh, from a health standpoint, had to pass things down to his son, Mark. Um, the Lerners did not bring baseball back to D.C., but they brought a championship to Washington, D.C., and they have been the owners of the Nationals you know, since Major League Baseball brought the Expos to the nation's capital. And uh, Ted's done so much here for this Navy Yard community. And yeah, this is the legacy right here. Building up Tyson's Corner and so many other things. But uh, well, we will discuss his life and what he meant to D.C. sports today on Grant and Danny as well. But right now, we have not been able to involve you guys in our first hour. We had a lot of th- thoughts, a lot of things we wanted to get to in the Super Bowl. So we've opened up the phones for your takeaways from the big game yesterday. 800-636-1067. Anything we didn't hit that you wanted to mention or want to call attention to? I... I th- the only other thing I would say is you didn't have coaching gaffes. You didn't have any sort of, I, I think, horrible clock management issues or sort of, you know, somebody making kind of a galling, glaring mistake. Jalen Hurts' fumble notwithstanding, but in terms of controllable stuff, right, where they a team went for it when they shouldn't have or, or, or punted in an extreme situation when they should have gone for it. The only one I might quibble with was an early fourth and three. Um, when Kansas City kicked the field goal, I'd probably rather go for the touchdown there, but it, that that wasn't egregious or glaring. The missed field goal? The missed field goal, yeah. Bucker. 42 yards, I think. I, I thought, again, I, it was just a high-level football game, and I think that's really my biggest takeaway. So a couple of smaller items for me, I guess. Uh, I thought Rihanna's halftime show was really good. Now, from a performance standpoint, it's, it's not Bruno Mars dancing all over the place and doing a bunch of crazy stuff, but I think what I forgot about with Rihanna 
is just how many smash hits she has. And it was just her, one of the great singers of our generation, just absolute crushing one hit after another. It was a great halftime show, I thought. I thought it was really good. Um, the Heights. I can't. I cannot imagine that. I cannot also, imagine that. Was, so the, the the conversation is that she was pregnant. I think. Yes. Right. Now everyone was afraid to like say, "Is she pregnant? Was she pregnant? She's definitely pregnant." It seemed to me like maybe she was pregnant again. You can't go up there and do that if you're pregnant, or if you're a 43 year old white dude. I, I can't well, do that either. I, like, I, I agree with that. Like, I wouldn't have been up there. But like my <laughs> wife, as an example, wanted to get on a chair to like take down Christmas decorations when she was pregnant. Get down. I freaked out on her. I mean, the meanest probably I've ever been to her, just screaming, which I, I'm not a screamer, and I, I don't want to be the guy that screams at his wife. But my point was, oh my God, I'm right here. Let's not pretend like I'm useless, and what are you thinking? You're on a chair. You're three feet above the ground. Why would you ever do that? Rihanna is just floating around on a door like she's uh, Rose from the Titanic. It's, just, it's like wobbling a little bit because I mean, it's all suspended on wires. No, thank you. Uh, but I, I thought it was money. I, like the stage, whatever yeah. those things, those floating things were, I don't think they were the same things that were in the sky all weekend, but maybe they were. Maybe one floated away. I'm not sure. Those were awesome. Really well done. Uh, and I thought she crushed it. And I just, I slept on, maybe it's just because she's been away for years. I just slept on how many Smash Olas she's got. One banger after another. And then I mentioned the broadcast, Burkhart and Olsen being great. My last thing I'll bring up and then we'll hit the phones. What do we got to do to get rid of Terry Bradshaw being on stage for the Q&A interviews? Just seems crazy to me. We could have him at the desk being Terry Bradshaw, being pregame, half-game, uh, halftime, postgame Terry Bradshaw, doing his funny line, guy from the phone commercials, you know, the, the Charles Barkley of, of football. We could have that. There's no problem. Can we get a grown-up and an adult and a professional broadcaster to go on stage to do the interviews after the Super Bowl? Legitimate quotes here, okay? I'm, I'm not one of these guys that gets bothered by things. I promise you I didn't lose sleep. I'm not calling for anybody's job. I'm not outraged by this. There's just a couple of legitimate quotes. When he was interviewing Andy Reid, he said, come over here, big guy. Big guy, code word for he's fat, okay? And then he says, waddle over here to Andy. Just call him a fat ass and get it over with, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. He, big guy and waddle over here. Just say, you fat tub of goo, I want to ask you. And then at the end of your interview, he goes, could someone get him a cheeseburger? He likes cheeseburgers. He's been on record saying he loves cheeseburgers. It's what he does after wins. I would do that, too, Come on. if I was uncomfortable being fat and everyone only ever talked about how fat I was. You know what I do a lot? I talk about food, yeah. and, and I talk about how I'm, I'm obese. It's So no one else will. You know, you, you're deflecting, okay? You think, you think it's fun for Andy Reid to walk by a mirror? I bet it's not. I bet he doesn't love it. But if I talk about it, if I talk about how much I like cheeseburgers, maybe Terry Bradshaw one time won't right after I win a Super Bowl. But then he did. Whoops. Now, I don't think we need to take him off the stage because he said that stuff. That's just whatever. That's just funny. But it's how bad he is at the interview. Yeah, I, I need the 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 whoever the play by play person is. Maybe it's Kurt Menevy that should be doing it. Just I need the professional broadcaster. He's an analyst. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a wonderful role to have. I need like the other sports have figured that out, right? Where it's it should be Jim Nance. It should be um, I don't know. You could you could pick your uh, your other sport that figures out a way to do it. Joe Buck's handing out the trophy for that ceremony, whatever. Someone just asked me when you raised your hand and admitted to being wrong, was it your left hand? It was actually his left hand. And I said, You're practicing. And I said, I'm at Funny Dandy, Grandside Grand Edge Paulson. Everyone stop it right now. We should be so much more embarrassed than we are. Eventually, you guys will feel the correct amount of shame that I've already skipped to. I've skipped to the end where you feel embarrassment and shame that that was a thing. It shouldn't be a thing. Stop doing it. Stop doing it right now. 
My hand some, is up. Shut up, Danny. Got some good calls here, some good takes, so let's get to them. Will's in Stafford on G&D. What's up, Will? Hey, Will. Hey, guys. Uh, I want to say, Grant, man, I, I like your spread on Instagram, man. It looked good. Uh, the wife you, and I did buffalo buffalo chicken dip and some pigs in a blanket, man. But um, so I missed the first 30 minutes, so sorry if I repeat some, a few things real quick. But I've seen Fletcher Cox and Hassan Reddick just get basically silenced all game. You know, the Chiefs' line was just amazing. Um, uh, you know, uh, for Cypress, the punter, to, you know, that shanked that one right there at that time. I mean, he'd been a pretty good punter from what I heard all year. But, uh, I mean, that really cost him. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Oklahoma State was boasting about their turf all year, and the NFL paid, I think, what, 800K for that turf, and players are slipping and sliding everywhere. I mean, yeah, they was, paid almost a million dollars, Will, to, to get that turf, and it was a disaster. Yeah, something we hadn't brought up. I, that's a good point. So I actually think the pass rushing, and this is not to take away from the Chiefs. It goes both ways. But I do think there are, there are videos circulating I've seen on social media today where both of the edge rushers for Philly are sliding down as they come around the edge. Multiple plays in this game. Mahomes is able to step up in the pocket and make a throw, but it's Sweat on one side and Reddick on the other. Occasionally it's Graham or whoever. But footing is important when someone's shoving you and you're trying to use speed and then change directions and get up the field. It's not a coincidence that there wasn't a sack in either direction in this game, I don't think. Footing was terrible. The Eagles, I think most of them changed their cleats. The Chiefs had played there earlier in the year, so maybe they knew something and, and had the right cleats on. I guess some of those guys did. This was actually Frank Clark post game, who's an edge rusher for the Chiefs, who admitted, he was quiet in the game as well, that it 100% affected him being able to rush off the edge and that he wasn't able to be himself because of the footing. You guys have been talking about the field conditions were kind of slippery, maybe substandard for a game like this. Did it impact the way you played at all? Yeah, it did. Um, I feel like the field position was, I mean, the field was kind of terrible, honestly. It looked like they laid strips down or something like that to cover up the grass or what it had before. But, I mean, I had this, we had this problem in, in Arizona before. You know what I mean? Um, you know, a lot of these stadiums, they try to do new tactics and stuff with the grass or they try to do new things. I mean, I've been playing football since I was seven. You know, the best grass I've ever played on was grass that's naturally there. The best grass I ever played on was grass that doesn't move, that doesn't get shifted and sent inside and outside and all that extra stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, um, it was the field that we were given. You know, it was the field that, you know, we were blessed to compete on. And I mean, The thing I always say about when, when an Eagles fan today is going to say, the field, the field, both teams played on the same field. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's a weather problem, both teams had the same. If weather. your point in general is it's not okay, that's correct. Yeah, it was bad. It, it, that's not acceptable to me to have anything less than an outstanding surface. Final play of the game, people were joning on the throw from Jalen Hurts because it was supposed to be this hail mary, and he threw like a thirty yard line drive that just landed twenty yards from anyone. Thank God that wasn't a quarterback everyone hates like Kirk Cousins. I mean, it would be all we talked about for three weeks. Uh, luckily, it was Jalen Hurts, so it just won't come up. But um. He slipped. Like, his foot, literally, go back and watch the play. His foot just, like, went eight feet in front of him. That seems good. <laughs> you know? Like, it, what do you want the guy to do? He couldn't, he legitimately couldn't plant. His his shoe just, like, kept going. So, yeah, it was a bad throw because of the footing. What if he can have footing? Can he throw it to the end zone? I don't know. But there's so many times there was a kickoff in the game where we saw, was it Harry Butker or was it somebody else? who tried to, to drive the ball, and it was like eight feet off the ground and just went, thank God for them, out of the back of the end zone. It was Jake Elliott. Was it Jake Elliott? If that ball's caught, and honestly, if they knew what was going on, they may have caught it, because it was so low, you would have been able to return that. 
But there were a bunch of times where you could see people slipping and sliding. Mm -hmm. Which is not okay. I mean, it really isn't. I, I don't have another way to say that. This is such a huge deal. So many millions of people are watching, not only here, but abroad. This is a multi, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars on the line for the NFL. I mean, I'm slightly hyperbolic. I just can't fathom that a local high school field has a better surface. Let's go to Rob in Bethesda. Rob, you're on G&D. From Bethesda! Hey, yeah, um, great show, guys. And uh, it, was a, it was a very entertaining game. Uh, the Chiefs, Reed, Mahomes deserve all the props. Uh, I do like, though, I, Grant, I take a little bit of issue with your list. I saw it on the great Super Bowls. Seems like you're heavy on the offense. I like a little defense in the game. And, you know, it was very disappointing that the Eagles had a, such an apparently great defense. And I know the field might have been an issue, but you've got to stop them a li- at least a little bit. It was just up and down the field. I mean, and they were helpless. And, uh, you know, complaining about that last call, you know, they just didn't stop them all game. And the only reason the Chiefs, even if you look back, the only reason the Chiefs were third and eight there is because their center made bad snaps to Mahomes otherwise and, and messed up those plays. The Eagles did nothing all game. And, uh, you know, that was disappointing. The uh, Chiefs defense was not much better, I will say. I mean, I these are great offenses, and there were quarterbacks that were locked in. You had the MVP in Mahomes and the runner-up for MVP in Hurts. I thought Hurts played his best game of the season, maybe. He was sensational, and he had a great year. Mahomes was not maybe at max capacity, just from a sheer attempts standpoint. He only completed 21 passes and 27 attempts. He was efficient. He had a 131 rating. But when quarterbacks are with weapons around them are playing at that level, good luck in today's NFL with today's rules. One thing he was going to bring up maybe, but uh, it was on the call screener, that I actually think is a fascinating topic. On the call screener, it said he had called in to say that you shouldn't be allowed to shove a quarterback on a quarterback sneak. 100% agree. And this has come up a lot in the last two weeks. The Eagles this year were 28 out of 32 on and one, basically quarterback sneaks, Uh third down, fourth down this year. I want to say Washington stopped them early in the game where they beat the Eagles, and it was a big, big deal. But they were 28 out of 32 before the playoffs, and they've done it all playoffs long. They have written the book now, and you see this everywhere. Every team's doing it. Quarterback gets underneath. They have this formation that looks like a, a, a kind of a condensed wishbone with like a triangle of guys around the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And then the quarterback sneaks, and just everyone's in a stalemate like rugby, and it's quite literally a rugby scrum. scrum. And you just... Sh- A.J. Brown, two running backs. I'm surprised it's not like a big, heavy D-tackle or something. You just lift up the quarterback and or shove him until you get the half yard. And there are teams that are going to the NFL asking to get rid of being able to do that because it's legal. They want it illegal for next year. I don't know when this changed. I, I couldn't find it anywhere in any kind of rule book or any kind of documentation. I know how to say this. Other than than as the elder statesman here among younger folks. Two guys in their 30s, one guy in their 20s. I swear to you guys this used to be illegal. I swear to you. I promise. I would bet everything that I have that at one point they just either decided to not call it. Maybe they changed the rule. I don't know. It was a major controversy. Hershey? I'm sure. Hershey Hershey Park. Controversy at Hershey Park. It was a controversy when a lineman, like kind of like when a running back was held up, would come in from his own team and sort of push the pile forward. You would go, ah, you're pushing the pile. It stopped. You got to stop right there. Now it's routine. 
Guys basically do those running back scrums or, or uh, uh, the rugby scrums like you're talking about. It used to be something that, you, of course, you couldn't do that. Now, it seems not only is it commonplace, but I'm with you. It should be legislated right out of the sport. Not because the Eagles are doing it, but simply because it's not what we're supposed to be doing. I can't read the story because I have to do all the things you have to do to read stories now. But it's from the Chicago or L.A. Times, I guess. It's the L.A. Times. It's a picture of the Bears. Um, 2005 is all I can see is when they started allow pushing on a sneak. There you go. Uh, for decades, NFL rules prohibited offensive players from directly aiding a runner in any way, whether it was pushing or pulling him. But in 2005, dot, 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 and that's the most I can see. Yeah, it used to used to be like kind of one of those things you didn't call. Like if if you are tackling me, Darius is on my team as a lineman, he comes up, he could start sort of pushing you. So, yes, but and they wouldn't the necessarily problem. call that. But Are, like, are you going to get rid of the shoving from behind of the quarterback on the, the rugby scrum without getting rid of like the lineman coming and just blowing up the linebacker and the running back as he's being tackled at the sticks. You know what I'm talking about? I do exactly what you mean. Because yeah. you see this all the time. Like, downfield in space, running back or receiver is being tackled or held up, and he's fighting for yardage. And the, the Trent Williams or whoever will just be hauling ass, and he'll come up, and he'll just tackle everyone forward. Yeah, that's right, another four and a half in yards. In the correct direction. Are you getting rid of that as well? I'm getting rid of all of it. I'm getting rid of any contact of the guy with the ball by the offensive team. Any, so if I got the ball, any of the other 10 guys cannot put a hand on me, cannot touch me. I don't have a problem with it. I think I'm keeping it. Now, they're going to get rid of it probably because I'm sure there's a way to say that it's unsafe or what have you. I don't know. Why don't I have a problem with it? You, Am I wrong? I don't know. It, it doesn't, uh, I'm not like pull, angry pull about it. the room. So you want to get rid of it. Instantly, yes. I'm perfectly fine with it. I also love quarterback sneaks. I thought quarterback sneaks were underutilized in this sport. For decades, and I don't know why on and-one situations, that's not a 95% clip QB sneak. Darius, are you getting rid of the rugby scrum shoving of the QB? I'm getting rid of it, yeah. I don't I don't think that I don't think that's fair, if if that's if that's a way to put it. But I, I, I don't think I don't I think it's gone. I, I there's no doubt. Can that I, I think double it's click gone on fair? Are are you getting rid of the like the any Helping a guy advance, shoving downfield, or if it's a running back, as an example, who's run into a wall, mm-hmm. can can a lineman or a fullback or someone help push them forward? I'm on Team Danny with this, okay. where I don't think they should be able to do that. N- no. Nobody gets to help. Nobody gets to help. Ryan? Uh, if they want to do a scrum on offense, I think the defense should do a scrum on defense. Scrum on scrum action. How about that? How do you do What do you mean by that? How do you do the scrum? Well, I mean, you have one scrum on offense, and you have a couple guys behind Jalen Hurts pushing him forward. Guess oh, what so you're, you're saying? Just defense? line everyone up over the center and let's go. I mean, you see the formation. Why don't they do that? So the Eagles have plays off of it that they've run, right? Where like Hurts yeah, takes that, that one kind of end around step, fake, and yeah. then he tosses wide. Or, and to that, I say, football's happening. I, I'm with Ryan. I mean, this is very dangerous territory that I'm almost being the then stop him guy, right? You don't want to see him celebrate and stop him. I, I know that I'm like right now first cousins with that guy where I'm like, yeah. you don't want to scrum, then don't have and one by stopping him for fewer than nine you yards. You better stop him on third down. Having said that, I, I think we're just playing football. If I, if I, like, I didn't want to ban the shift. We're going to be talking a lot about baseball rule changes on the show getting closer to opening day. I don't think they should have banned the shift. Offense is down. Yes, it is. We're smarter. We have information. We should be allowed to use it. Teams have decided 
the easiest way for me to get this yard is to not have some long developing looping run outside or handing the ball to the back six yards behind the line of scrimmage. No, 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 no. We're just getting snap and we're falling forward as fast as possible. I'm okay with it. But I, I do think me and Ryan are in the minority if I had to guess. If you guys want to weigh in on that, you can. 800-636-1067. People have lots of thoughts and takeaways from Super Bowl 57. We'll continue to break the game down. One of the best we've seen in a long time. G&D on the fan. Grant and Danny discussing Super Bowl 57. Covering the game from all angles for you today. Got a text from our buddy Kedrick Golston, the longtime member of the Redskins here in town, uh, who's been on the show a ton and a good friend of the program. He made a good point. He said, if you're going to allow that rugby scrum shoving of the quarterback and you know, in any capacity, the, the, the offensive player now since 05 to be able to come knock the guy forward and help him get extra yards. He said, we need to get rid of forward progress. And have it that wherever the player goes down to the ground is where the spot is. Or out of bounds or otherwise, yeah. Because in other words, you, you can't do it the other way defensively. Like, if Juju Smith-Schuster makes a catch and he's at the 37 at, at his best, and then on the tackle you bring him back four yards and he gets dropped at the 33-yard line, he still gets the 37. But you're giving the offense the benefit of being able to, when he stopped, uh-huh. now go forward. And it's not even or equal. Now, obviously, Ked is speaking on behalf of a defensive player. <laughs> sure. But that would even the score a little bit if you're going to allow for some of these scrums to take place. Yeah, it just, I, I don't know. I, so many things for, for me in terms of fandom and what I enjoy watching are based on what I'm used to and what, what I saw. When there was nothing wrong with it, I, I don't know why the impetus for a change. A couple people reminded me via Twitter. I met funny Danny Grants at Grant H. Paulson. Famous play of Reggie Bush in college where USC was number one. Notre Dame had him dead to rights, had him beat. Reggie Bush was, I think, I think he pushed Matt Leinart into the end zone, and it was obvious and clear, and you know, one of the things that should have been called at the time, and ended up giving USC a win. I think that's how it went, or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe Matt Leinart pushed Reggie Bush in. Either way, it used to be something. It was a no-no, and they they would call it and put it, bring it back there, and that was that. Eventually, they said, well, maybe let's have another thing that benefits the offense. I just don't think you need it in in large part. I, I think. Third and one, fourth and one, there should be more doubt to it. it you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'd rather have somebody not able to go 28 for 32 over the course of the season with this kind of one gimmick. I give them credit for figuring out that they can do it. They're excellent at it. But to me, there should be more of a 50-50 chance. What are your reactions to the Super Bowl? This was a good one. Anthony's in Calvert on Grant and Danny. How are you, sir? Hey, I've been doing great, guys. Thanks for taking the call. I'm going to make a couple points. If you just sit tight with me, I'll get off the air and I'll let you respond. Uh, one, uh, in terms of the, the assisting the offensive player, that's fine. Let the, like, Cedric Colson uh, took a little of my uh, uh, credit off the air, obviously, but, you know, he's a pro, so that's fine. But I was going to say, then allow the jumping over the line of scrimmage as a defensive player, like LeVar Arrington and a couple other guys used to do. Um, two, the, I was going to say this also was the, um, was, was the forward progress rule. So that's one and two there. Uh, lastly, or second to last, is you know hockey has had the orb around the puck and the highlighted center line and offside line, um, you know, on the screen during the playoffs. Why can't the NFL just you know plaster or superimpose, I should say, their graphic on the field, and then they can rotate it to whoever subscriber has that for whatever period of time. And then lastly, 
if they gave up a million dollars for the field, they got ripped off because I guarantee the you NFL get your money back. Million, billions of dollars in advertising or close to it, half a million or half a billion, you know. So it was almost a, a million bucks. I think I heard eight hundred and some k that they spent on that surface. Great question though on why they still paint logos on when you can do all of that technologically. I would imagine though for the people that are there and the pictures being taken and mm-hmm. the celebrations after the game and the pregame ceremonies and postgame trophy ceremony and just the confetti falling and guys running around on the field and ESPN showing and doing their four hour pregame or whatever. Like you want all of those images, all of the logos there. I'm not sure if it actually is that, you know, it's cool optically and you know visually, but I'll tell you if I'm sitting there in that stadium, I like seeing the, the, the painted end zones and the painted midfield. It, it looks cool. So I, that might be part of it, too. Yeah, it's one of those above my pay grade type questions where if they announce next year it's all holograms, then I'd go, oh, cool. You know, or, or if it's, no, 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 we have to do it this way because fill in the blank. Right. I'd, I'd have the same reaction. I mean, NHL boards are still painted on, even though you can have all of the advertising uh-huh. be done electronically. Some TV networks do their own. Like NBC Sports Washington ads, you know, window places to the glass behind the, the cage or, you know... Th- you're able to add stuff when you want to technologically, too, for sure. Josh in Santa Barbara, listening on the always free Odyssey app. Great way to listen to the show and take us with you on the move. What's up, Josh? What's up, fellas? How about it? I guess, so watching the game, I think the biggest takeaway I had was how far away the Washington offense is and how archaic the thinking is of Ron Rivera. Because, you know, watching all the motion, and I know the quarterbacks are a big part of it, but watching all the motion pre-snap, you see none of that with, or you saw none of that with Washington's offense this past season. And, you know, when you think about the head coach of the Vikings as a guy that Ron Rivera fired and his offense had a top 10 offense this past season, and he replaced him with a guy he just fired again for his philosophical differences. It's just, it's really telling just how bad our offense is and how, how old school Rivera's thinking is. All right, thanks, guys. Love thanks, you. buddy. Love you. Always appreciate you, dude. Uh, I would say Kevin O'Connell left of his own volition there. So, so just to clean that one part up. But the other thing I would add, though, in terms of motion, I mean, you remember this. Curtis Samuel runs in motion pretty much every play. Last year it was DeAndre Carter. That's pretty much their action most of the time. So to, to, to Josh's point, which I think is, is kind of backed up here, it's not the Gibbs era motion, right? Where the H-back went one way, the tight end reset, then this guy would move, then this receiver would move. There was a lot more window dressing and complication. This was basically all set off of that slot receiver, second receiver, that jet action, which can be effective as part of something. But Kansas City, two touchdowns based off of motion and then a counter to that motion. Two separate touchdowns in the Super Bowl based off of that, setting up tendencies and different things like that. You always talk about Kyle Shanahan and some of the things that he would do that were sort of masterclass level thinking. I think you saw some of that on display yesterday. Chiefs are number one in the NFL since 2018 at early down pass rate. Number one in the NFL. Uh, They are leaders and, and visionaries in a lot of ways about how the football should be moved. Washington over that time is 31st. There's a lot of things that have to change around here. Yep. You know? Uh, The Kevin O'Connell thing is complicated. It it is not, I don't think, completely 100% correct if we just say that he left on his own accord. 
It's also way, way, way not fair to say Ron Rivera blew him out. I know for a fact he did not want to come back necessarily if he had a better option, if he was going to be trying to get Dwayne Haskins up to speed after the year they'd spent together or what have you. He was looking for other possibilities. But I also know that Ron Rivera preferred Scott Turner. So let's say Kevin O'Connell did want to come back. I'm not sure he would have been back. That wasn't the reality, though. So it is complicated. And it's certainly more complicated than Rivera just showed up and said, you're gone. Get out of here, kid. But look, he interviewed for the job. I mean, he, you know, he had, he was cleaning out his office, not knowing if he was coming back, but he did interview with Ron Rivera, and Rivera hired Scott Turner. David is in Eldersburg on Grant and Danny. What's up? Hey, guys, you ever watch Nickelodeon do a, a football game? I remember when they did one a few years ago, and I watched a little bit of it. Like there was slime in the end zone? Yeah. That's <laughs> the best ever, man. It's the best ever. Anyhow, nobody heard Rihanna sing last night because she lip-synced. Not her fault. She did it because you get winded. I'm all musician live, live, in long life did some gigs where these guys come out and they, they get winded because they're dancing so much. So the best singer last night you heard was Chris Stapleton because he really sang and he really played the guitar. Uh, about the scrub thing, how many times did the Eagles go for it on fourth down last night? Because they did that. I mean, it, it, it was crazy. I thought for sure that's how they're going to win the game. If they got across midfield, did they go how many times? Four times they went for it on so fourth down? They statistically and, uh, were, were two, we're two out of two, two total. But I do think there was another time when they went and something happened and then they had a punt after. There was a third and short they got that way too, I think, right? Exactly. Yeah. But I think they, they lined up or tried to go for three and it ended up officially being two for two. But the, the point is correct. I mean, they, they got off the bus at the stadium knowing it's about time of possession, sustaining the football, staying on the field, and... Seven, not three against Kansas City. And Sirianni deserves a lot of credit for that. I know that almost all the time, I was told this years ago, the the halftime performances are all lip sung. I I guess I'll take his word for it. I I wasn't paying close enough attention if Rihanna did or didn't. Sometimes you can tell, and it wasn't that obvious, if that makes sense. Because there's always that background track for... Like parts of the chorus or something like that, or like a or maybe a catchphrase or something in the song. And you could see multiple times that she was not singing those in certain spots. You know what I mean? Like where it, like there she would change, she would go from this way to face the camera the other way. I can't remember the, the different moments, but you could tell that. There's always like that background. I never know if they're lip syncing or not. I always just kind of assume that they are, but at some point she performed that. And then was, you know, the visuals were cool and I enjoyed it. So if it's theater of the mind, it's good enough for me. I'm just Googling. I mean, New York Post has a story accused of worst lip sync ever. Howard Stern says 85% was lip sung, I guess he said today. She fooled me pretty good. I mean, again, I don't think this is normal that you don't. I, I always assume everyone's pretty much lip singing. Um, but it didn't look like it. I, I have been watching before and said, wow, this is not even close. This is bad. And I did not get that vibe at all. I'm kind of watching and tricked into thinking it's her. Let's go to Kevin in Arlington. What's up, Kevin? Hey, fellas. Yeah, that was, you know, for 60 minutes, uh, the most competitive Super Bowl game I've ever seen. And um, it was just so entertaining. But I went into that game really thinking that there was one matchup above all else that would determine the outcome. Now, you all made good points about the field being problematic and for both clubs, but – I honestly felt that if somehow Kansas City's offense could hold off that fearsome uh, pass rush of the Eagles, uh, that they would have the advantage. And 
that's true, but think of what they still had to have happen. They had to have a defensive score off a forced fumble, brilliant play by the defense, and I don't even really blame Hurst for that. That was just a spectacular defensive play. But then they also had to have Tony's punt return to bring it, you know, to the doorstep of the, the goal line to get that touchdown. So I was just amazed that Philadelphia could give up two big plays like that and still be right there without a pass rush. It's so well said. Yeah, yeah. that's a great I point. Mean, you, you get, that's hurts, man. You just got to give them a lot of credit. Um, no one else will find this funny, but I enjoyed it. My wife kept calling Kadarius Tony Shaka Tony last night. And I just was imagining Shaka Tony returning the punt and Shaka Tony scoring a touchdown for the Chiefs. He went from rotational defensive end to super yeah. athletic punt returner. There's Shaka Tony, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's that's, that's Shaka our guy. Tony. Yep. Let's go to Lewis in DC. Hey, Lewis. I feel bad Lewis. because you waited so long, but you will Lewis. get nothing, and you will like it. Uh, final word goes to Tyler in Mechanicsville on G and D. What's up, Tyler? What's up, G and D? How y'all doing? Hey, Tyler. Thanks Good, for buddy. taking my call. Uh, can we talk a little bit about why Fletcher Cox was wearing a uh, full-on blouse at the Super Bowl, single-handedly lost in the game before it ever even started? What was, was like that outfit? I, no idea what you guys are talking about. Yeah, I don't do like the talk about the outfit a lot thing, so I kind of saw it and never thought about it again. But he was wearing what appeared to be like a pantsuit top or something that you would wear to work if you are like boss lady. And, uh, you know, he it was just the jacket he was wearing. I'll show you a picture. Give me a pic of that. There it is. Uh, yeah. There's, huh? There's the outfit. Underneath the blazer. Like, there's a there's a blazer there. Right. And underneath that? It's just like a dress shirt. That is strange. It's definitely a strange That outfit. is strange. With uh, his necklace. What would you think, Tyler? You, you said that's why they lost. Single-handedly. Yeah. It's not a great look. I mean, I, I would say Kyle Kuzma wears some strange outfits for the Wizards. And they win. Well, I'm being told they don't win a lot All either. The time. Uh, my guy, Juju Smith-Schuster, rolled in in a kilt, like a full-on skirt kilt. Did you see his outfit? You know, I'll show you this you're going to notice I didn't see any of the outfits. Here is the uh, Juju in his kilt. I, I just, it's not, none of it's for me. I, not, none of it is. Yeah, I don't really do You know what who, I mean? Who, who I just what? can't. I, I, look, I have no style. So for all I know, Fletcher Cox's outfit is like awesome. I, to me, I looked at it and I'm like, what is he wearing? That's really strange. But if someone that grades fashion looked at that and said like that's a 10 out of 10, maybe. I Pe- ch- Change your grading system then. I, I'll tell you though, people now wear suits with shorts, like at the NBA draft, NFL draft, whatever. I think that's the worst look I've ever seen. It's like a suit jacket with shirt and a tie and shorts and everyone just does it and uh, like, no socks, and then shoes with, like, spikes on them. I don't know, but I'm, like, the guy that dresses like I'm in sixth grade with, like, a blue blazer and khaki pants. So what do I know? Maybe this is great by Fletcher. Collins. I have no idea. I mean, I, listen, the when, when it looks like you got the wrong size sweater for the doll and you just put it on the doll anyway, like the Kyle Kuzma look, yeah. like, that to me is the dumbest thing in the world. That, like, the sweater that's the size of, oh, like, a, I don't know, a, like a walrus you know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't go on a human being, and yet there he is wearing it, and everything's it's funny. That's not funny to me. It's, it's, I'm not amused at all. Not, but then I realized at that moment that everyone was going crazy, but like, oh my god, and they give like they're giving away a bobblehead of it at, at an upcoming Wizards game. Maybe they already did. And I, it's at that point, I just kind of went like this. That's me tapping out. I'm, it's not for me. It's no I'm longer out. yours. <laughs> I'm out. Beltway Blitz at the top of the hour at four o'clock. At that time, we're giving away DC Defenders tickets to their XFL home opener on Sunday night. you got to be listening coming up in a little over 
15 minutes right here on the fan. Our double play is next on GND. We got to make it Super Bowl related. I know there's some events in the world, uh, a couple of different things that would fit here. Yes, Jeeps. Real quick, did you see Last of Us yet? Oh I yeah, Friday I, night. I have not. Fantastic, as is you it? might expect. Yep. It's Where just, do you rank episode? This is five or yeah, four? This is five. Okay. I can't believe it's this many in already. I'm, How I'm many do we get? Eight? Nine. Oh, nine. Um, oh, that's I'm fine. already annoyed that it's we're more than halfway. How? Wait, what's the best episode so far? And where does five rank? It's a great question by you. Um. They've all got their own individual excellence. I would say there's a great chance, depends on what you like, there's a great chance this is the best episode. You, what we haven't seen yet in terms of the scale and scope, we've seen a couple clickers, right? You know, and I'm not spoiling anything here. You've seen them. You've seen them in the trailers, et cetera. You saw them in, um, in episode two, right? There's a different scale. Okay. To give you an idea of ju- of of what were of what conditions were, on. I didn't want to sidetrack you. I no, just, I, I have not right. seen it yet. I just wanted to see how how we felt. This is uh, just we're talking about food here for the old for the old double play. Good. We chose the Italian store uh, because we love the Italian store, and everybody else loves the Italian store to uh, give our business to. Paid them a bunch of money, and we got a bunch of food in exchange, which I think was a good trade for everybody involved. Just such a smash hit. This is a long way of saying. Everybody knows about the Italian subs and the different selections and things you can get there, right? People sleep on the Italian store pizza. People sleep on the Italian store pizza. The regular cheese was a smash hit, of course, because it's really good. It's just very solid. The Bianca, not from sales, but the Bianca pizza at the Italian store. And then your regular like Italian meats that they're normally put on the sandwiches. You put that on a pizza. It's just a 10 out of 10. Just a huge, huge, huge hit to go with the wings. Everything was a side last night, mm. except for the sandwiches. You, I, we all, I introduced all eight people at the Super Bowl party to sides of pizza, Side of pizza. which is what we all kind of came together and invented. Uh, when you go to the Italian store, when it's packed, you go in there and you can order a piece of pizza, and then it becomes a side of pizza while you wait for your sandwich to get made. That's the, that's the end of my little soliloquy. I love it. So I hit the over on meatballs, which was set at nine and a half. We went well over that number. Yeah. What'd you What'd you do conservatively? What do you I, think? I think I was in the fourteen to seventeen range. That's uh, That's my guy. I think. <coughs> Sounds like my guy there. Because I ate six at home out of the crock pot before we left for the party, and when then when you add the whole Super Bowl experience yeah. at the party, easily well over nine and a half. Can you talk to me about your meatball sauce there? What like what's on the meatball? So generally, what we do is a a tri crock pot. Uh-huh. So you've been to my house for. I've events. seen it. You've seen it. It's yeah. like a. It's kind of an elongated, almost like skillet. Keeps everything warm. Mm-hmm. There's three crock pots kind of embedded, plugged into an outlet. We do three different sauces. My wife didn't do that this time. Oh. Uh, she just did one large crock pot with one flavor, which I think is kind of that traditional, like somehow jelly is involved, like mm-hmm. party meatball flavor. Yep. And so we did that, and I just ate a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Those are great, and so are the wings. I had plenty of wings, a handful of wings. I think if I have to make a headline out of my double play, though, what I'm going to say is I think that buffalo chicken dip has maybe become my favorite Super Bowl party food. I'm going to be fair to say. At this point in my life. Now, does it mean I'm not going to have 15 meatballs at every Super Bowl party until I die? No one's saying that. Doesn't mean that. No one's saying that. Does it mean I don't love wings? Danny, you answer that for everyone. Grant loves wings. 
Buffalo chicken dip. I don't eat it at other times, really, other than in that party setting. It's not really on the menu at many places. Maybe you'll see it at an occasional sports bar. I'm not really sure. But I eat meatballs a lot. I eat wings multiple times a week. Yep. Buffalo chicken dip, man. So let me throw this out there. You don't like it. Throw it right back. Buffalo chicken dip, for me, has almost entered into stuffing territory. Now, I think stuffing is one of the great foods in the, in the world. You're a big it's just guy. so much bread, and it's all I want is the carbohydrates. Why can't I have stuffing outside of the third Thursday in November? Well, you could, and I think you should. Like, people should do this all the time. I'll watch the Daytona 500 this weekend, and maybe I'll try to convince my wife to do buffalo chicken dip. It feels like the buffalo chicken dip is this. You know what I'm going to make for this one time for this one thing? Buffalo chicken dip, and everyone's happy because you're dipping and ripping, and it's the best. Like, where's that five times a year? It should be. Once a month. Where's stuffing? Where is it? It should be. Uh, the guy that sang the anthem, I keep wanting to call him Chris Harrison, but that's the guy from The Bachelor. Chris something. Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. The, the, is that Chris Harrison? Is it, was Chris, wasn't was Chris Harrison the guy that was like, dude, you're totally a predator to catch a predator? Wasn't that Chris Harrison? No, I think Chris Harrison's the guy from The Bachelor. Oh, okay. Uh, that guy. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? Chris Harris, maybe? Oh, who knows? Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. There Chris Harris, Harris, former defensive backs coach here in Washington, now in Tennessee. Right. Chris Hansen, catch a predator right. guy. You don't Chris see Harrison, Chris bachelor dude. We got it sorted. We, we figured it we out. We got it sorted. So there's so many people upset at me, and they can't believe that I didn't know Chris Stapleton. What rock did you live under? Must have been a big rock for how fat you are. You know, a bunch, bunch of stuff like that, uh-huh. right? Here's the problem. I don't listen to music, number one, really at all. People should know that because of... Does Grant know the band? Mm-hmm. A game we play here on GD. And also, when I do listen to music, legitimately the 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 last genre that I listen to is country. I listen to a lot of things. I think I have an eclectic taste. I don't really listen to country very often. So I just this is a hole in my game. I don't know this guy. But I loved his anthem, and I am going to be enjoying the catalog in the days ahead. I'm in on him. Do a little uh Chris Stapleton channel on the old Spotify or whatever. A little discovery in there. That's what I'm going to do. I normally listen to crazy idea. I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I listen to podcasts. I listen to you know content where people are talking to me and entertaining me. I'm not a big music guy, but I got to spend some time with Chris Stapleton now. Get to know him. I, I thoroughly enjoyed his national anthem. Beltway Blitz is next on G&D. We'll get into the Commander's OC search at 425 the enemy, Greg Roman, both very much in play, it sounds like. You're listening to The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.